the podcast where we talk about the things that are hidden in the shadows. I am Isaac. And I'm Megan. And if you heard that creepy-ass music in the beginning of it, that's uh, something I put together. Yep, it's going to be our new intro and outro music. Yeah. So, just to, just to set the vibe, yeah. get the feels. It might be going on right now, depending on how we edit it, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, their theme music for this podcast. Yeah. I know we didn't have theme music for Not Your Average Conversation, but I'm trying to think of what Or even the, yeah, yeah. 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 I was thinking of something, but it made no sense, so never mind. <laughs> now, if you can hear us a little bit better, uh, we actually have little mic stands now. Yeah. Yeah, more professional looking. Yeah. Like Megan might post an image on the Instagram or something. Yep. Once these apps on my phone, I don't know why my phone today has just been... No, what I was missing is the uh, that microphone, little fuzzy cover things, and then I'll be set... Yeah. Well, they would need more professional mics, but uh, I'm not spending $110 yet. No, it's more than that. Anyway, um, this episode is all about paranormal investigating and paranormal investigators. Yeah. So what we're going to do, this is like kind of like a two-part episode. Um, we're going to be focusing on overall paranormal investigating, but kind of like how Hollywood and how like movies and TV shows adapted paranormal investigating and then we're gonna have another episode where we literally have gathered um tips about starting a po- uh, not podcast uh like a paranormal investigating um experiences that certain paranormal investigators have had we're gonna actually talk to paranormal investigators like real paranormal investigators that do uh it as a hobby and everything and then slam it all in an episode for you yeah, this is the next one, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no, this is going to be episode four. So this is or the second part to this is going to be episode four. So the first episode that we release other than the launch is going to be that. Oh, we're releasing three, not four. Yeah, three. The first episode after the oh, launch. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um... With all parent investigating and parent investigators, anyone can say that um, majority of people get into it because they watch it on TV. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and I think it's it's an interest in it too. Like, um, there's people that do it more professionally. Like, um, I don't know. Do you know how Zach Bagans pigs in the uh, like paranormal community? Like, is he, like, looked at, like, because he does the TV shows, he looked at as, like, a frock, or is he, like, the real deal? Is he, like, the king of the paranormal, or... Well, out of, out of the one... Well, we're going to talk about paranormal shows in, in, in here in a minute, but uh, to answer your question, out of the, po- out of the podcasts I listen to, the paranormal ones, they do not talk nice on Zach. They say he plays things up and he over exaggerates and he and he uh almost like he's overacting for something that doesn't need it, right? I think though I think though at the very, very beginning he was sincere and I think a little bit towards now it's a little bit more like Hollywoody. Well, know? you gotta think of something. He was genuinely scared when they all were when they first started this, um, the show when they first started Ghost Adventures, which mm-hmm. is my favorite of all paranormal shows. Yeah. But when they first started they were they were Genuinely scared. Mm-hmm. But now, what, nine of those 11 seasons later? Or is that more? I think there are 13. Yeah, because I was young um, when they started. They obviously have gotten used to it. Yeah. I mean, of course, there's something that generally scares them. But most of the stuff that they experience, eh, they can shake it off. It's nothing new to them. So that's not entertaining. Yeah. People come to watch the show because they want to be entertained. Also, to see stuff that happen. Yeah. But um, you know, part of it is entertaining. And Zach himself... He needs to be a host of a show. He's got that voice. He's got that, you know, uh, swagger, I guess you would say, around him. Mm-hmm. That makes him an easy, a good host. So that's something that was found out about him after, you know, watching his shows and probably found out about himself. Um, so he has to play things up. I think they all do, right, to make the show more entertaining. So if you watch the early seasons of Ghost Adventures, you know, like, generally they're fearful of what they're experiencing. But as it went on, of course, now they had to play everything up. And that's what frustrates, like the ghost community or the paranormal investigator community yeah. the ones that do it professionally and stuff like that they get you know frustrated like oh he's just acting it up and that's just like hollywood stuff like that well not necessarily and mm-hmm. yes at the same time right i like watching what they do because out of all the ghost shows out of all i watched mm-hmm. right going now segue to that um they're the most realistic out there yeah when they do an investigation 
right? Not to pre-show stuff, but they talk to people and they do like a little new, like a uh, little information. And of course, like they have the scenes of like they have actors reenact like some of the stories they heard and stuff like that. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking the actual investigation when they're there. It's just in three, well now four. Um, and they have tripods set up in different places, and you're basically following them. Mm-hmm. There's no one else there. There's no camera crews. There's no specialized stuff. There's no you know Hollywood effects and like that. It's just them. That's why maybe not like Ghost Hunters. Yeah, I started watching because my dad actually got me started into watching all that. We used to watch them like together, uh, like Paranormal State. Paranormal. I used to like Paranormal State. I used to think the guy on the show was cute. <laughs> Uh, that's why I started watching. I was like, oh, he's like Hispanic now. I used to watch that. There was a psychic that went on, or medium that went on, um, Paranormal State. He actually had his own show, I think, where he discovered, like, kids that had psychic abilities. And it was, like, where he helped them, like, you know, deal with it. But, uh, I did, I think I like Paranormal State. And then, all the paranormal shows, I think it kind of gets that way, where it's it's starts off genuine and then like towards like, because obviously some paranormal investigations you're not going to get anything. Oh yeah, there's plenty of ghost and adventures I think episodes where that's they got the nothing. problem. Yeah, I think that's the problem is the audience doesn't want nothing; they want something. It was like two different episodes. There's one that did a lighthouse, nothing, nothing. They got yeah. nothing, and another one where they supposedly went to a, a, some people's place that. Uh, were being attacked by demons, but um, that's how post by Zach. He says something now that they're actually being investigated for child abuse. That they're, they're blaming what they experienced on demons when actually it was a mother who was beating the children. Yeah. What? Wait, what? There was an episode of Ghost Adventures uh-huh. where they went to a family's house they thought was being attacked by demons, and there was like ash written on the walls and stuff oh, like that. Oh, okay. Now I get what you're saying. And they were saying that they're being attacked by demons. They got nothing there. Nothing, not at all. Not even, not even a little EV. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And after watching the episode, I was watching. I was like, the mom is fucking weird, mm-hmm. right? And she, I, and you think she might be abusing the kids? Come to find out, yeah, because the family oh being investigated for that. Oh my god. Yeah. So, uh, just because the show, some people might just look for their five minutes of fame with them. Yeah. So I guess Zach is more. Or I guess the Ghost Avengers themselves are probably more uh, stringent about who they investigate and stuff like that. But like I said, I've watched some episodes where they go to people's houses and they're actually dealing with someone who is possessed. Oh, that, I think that, that would, oh, eh, ooh. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what it is. I can't, you, you, I don't know if maybe the whole thing of feeling energies and feeling that has a problem with, like, that. But like, if I watch, an, uh, like, a, a real exorcism video or, or there's a episode, and you can attest to this, there's an episode that, not, you were watching Ghost Adventures recently, and the guy was like being like I don't know if he was fully possessed or started to get possessed, and he, the the priest was like getting the demon out of him or whatever, mm-hmm. and like I wanted to throw up. Like I was like it like remember I started getting like antsy and stuff, and yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't play. Oh, I cannot play with that crap. Like that's the one thing I think that why I never went and paranormal investigated was strictly for that reason. I do not want to deal... Like, I just... Mm, that scares me. Well, if we were ever to burn out investigate, I'd probably not want to bring you, just because you might bring something home with you. Uh, that's the thing with the rules that most people don't know. Mm-hmm. If you want to go into... By the way, this is like almost a PSA for people who are thinking about being a paranormal investigator. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know any paranormal investigators myself personally. Um, but I've read like rules and rules of just observation. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, know where you're going to, right? Know the building, know the history, know what you're dealing with, right? If you go to a place that's infested with demons, essentially bring yourself some holy water, bring some crosses or something like that to protect you. Otherwise you are going to deal with some stuff you don't want to because they don't like you in their area. Um, if you're dealing with children, ghosts like that, you know how to attract or at least not track them, but, you know, make sure it's actually children, not, you know, a demon yeah. or something like that. Um, something that I would do uh, is, uh, what, what is that prayer that protects you before you go in and out of places, like St. Michael or something? You know, I don't know it off the top of my head. I, but I, I know re- what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, there's, there's a prayer that apparently uh, this one parent investigator group mm-hmm. does that uh, they use to protect themselves when they go in and out of places so nothing attaches to them when they leave. Believe me, there's a lot of times I've seen 
YouTube paranormal investigators who go into places and they bring shit home with them. Oh my gosh. And, that's, and that's why I would like, cause they actually had where one of the, when we start talking about, um, like local paranormal, uh, stuff, um, there is a battleship. I, th- I want to say, don't hold me to it. I think it's a world war two battleship, um, in Wilmington, North Carolina. And I've been on it multiple times for field trips and stuff like that. And we went on it with my dad, remember? Mm-hmm. And I want to say, I think Ghost Ghost Hunters investigated Ghost Hunters went twice. There. Ghost Adventures went to the one that's off West Virginia. Oh, yeah. No, but um, uh, they have this thing. Not West Virginia, every, Virginia. They have this thing every year. Actually, I've seen it in a couple different locations around the area where you can actually like buy tickets to Paranormal Investigate. So basically, you're buying to go paranormal investigate with the group. I don't know if, like, they... I don't know if how sincere it is. Like, it's, like, legit. Like, you're going to investigating. They lock you in. Bye. Or, you know, if it's kind of like a hokey-pokey type of thing. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, if it's not, like... Because that one plantation house in between New Bern, I think... You know, I pointed it out to you. It was, yeah. like, a... Uh, I were they kept slaves? I think, or were like the main guy had slaves, or so I don't know, something like that. It it dated back in that time because there's cotton fields all in the back area, and um, yeah, they they say you can hear screams and stuff inside. They offer tours on Thursdays, I think. Uh, that's the one thing that amateur ghost invest uh, paranormal investigators. Excuse me. Ah. Uh, Amateur. Oh, this guy always burps on a I bike. just got done eating. All right? I don't like gas. Yeah. Let's talk about too. Yakko Bell. <laughs> um, one thing that amateur, I guess, paranormal investigators make is not following the rules, but they also, some of them provoke when they shouldn't, mm-hmm. right? Just to get a reaction. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them uh, get shit attached to them when they leave. Because yeah. like Ghost Avengers, they investigate, they talk to uh, like in local paranormal investigators that might have investigated the place that they're going to uh, before they go in, mm-hmm. right? They've done that a couple of times already. And a lot of times they say, oh, I had something following me home. Oh, I had something following me home. And they show footage like, of a guy actually getting possessed for like a couple of minutes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he was provoking. Mm. And Zach's even said a hundred times, don't provoke if you don't know what you're dealing with. Yeah. I think... You actually wrote a book. I want to get it. Oh, yeah, the... Oh, the that, ghost uh, event, or ghost hunting for no, dummies. Paranormal investigating for dummies. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think. Well, I kind of want to go. I kind of don't want to go, but I kind of want to go to that museum he has. Always oh, haunted museum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's like le- there's like legit stuff in there, so I don't know if I really want to. <laughs> yeah. For you? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I don't want to sense some crazy stuff. No, I, I remember. Like I know with me when I go anywhere that's got like a high death rate like hospitals obviously a lot of people die in hospitals uh graveyards obviously the dead is like right there and i i used to there's this battleship called fort macon or not battleship it's a battlefield Mm. uh called fort macon and I remember I, I just get really bad headaches. And it almost feels like a cold mixed with an allergy headache, like a head cold head, headache. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so I can just imagine. Could you imagine if, like, they threw me in somewhere like Bobby Mackey's or something? Mm-hmm. Forget that. Forget it. I'd be toast. I mean, I want to stop by Bobby Mackey's No, 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 but I remember I told a friend uh, when we were in bands, or when I was in bands, and mm-hmm. we were talking about touring. I said, hey, guys, if we go to Tennessee, uh, we're not stopping. Where is it? I forgot where it is. Is it Knox, Knox, Knoxville, Tennessee? Who, Bobby Mackey's? Yeah. It was Kentucky. It was in Kentucky. Wilder, Kentucky. That's right. I said, we're not stopping in Wilder, Kentucky. He goes, what's there? I was like, uh, Bobby Mackey's Music Hall. We're not playing there. I was like, why? It's like, uh, it's yeah, infested with demons. Infested with demons. It's like, what do you mean? It's like, dude, they have a disclaimer sign in the front of the building. Why though? I, you know, it's kind of interesting to know why, like these certain places. Well, Bobby Mackey's. Uh-huh. It's because um, it used to be a slaughterhouse, uh-huh. right? With cattle stuff like that. It had this big pit where they would drain all the blood that would go into the uh, sewers, right? 
And I think the early 1800s, well, I'll fix my sock. I'll scratch my ankle. In the early 1800s, um, these two men, I forgot their names, uh, they murdered one of the guy's wife. She was pregnant. My ass. Um, they, de- they decapitated her and threw her head down that hole as a sacrifice to Satan. Right? Okay, well, that explains a lot. <laughs> so you got a pit that, you know, gallons of blood went consistently down all the time. And then you got a guy who killed his pregnant wife and threw her head down the thing as a, as a sacrifice, right? And those guys went to jail, obviously, and like that. But ever since then, right, before Bobby Mac has even opened it, People use it for satanic worship and sacrifices and stuff like that. Um, and basically, it almost became like a portal. All right. That makes sense. Like, it consistently has problems. Like, uh, the last time Ghost Avengers went there, well, last time I watched them go there, they tried to bless the under basement in an area where the, where the well is, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, they kept hearing hissing, Ew. growling. Get out of here. And uh, Nick and both Aaron were getting oppressed. This is when Nick was still part of the show. Wow. Yeah. They had to stop later. They had to stop filming so they can do a minor um, exorcism. Because the yeah. shit was happening. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I almost feel bad for... I mean, I guess it's, it's like anything you get in this kind of line of work. And so you... It's like almost expected that that stuff's going to happen. And But Lord, I feel bad for any girlfriend of Zach Bagan's. I mean, he's like, told stories about like like I could just imagine because that's that's like a if any demons followed him that's like a trigger thing. He said know? he had a girlfriend one time that uh, she was running a rosary mm-hmm. and it ripped off her, her ripped off her and apparently it dragged into her bedroom with the door closed on itself. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> he's saying that he had a girlfriend over at his place one time and she had a rosary on. Yeah, she had a it rosary. ripped off her. It, right? it the rosary. The rosary got ripped off uh-huh. and it basically like disappeared and they found it in a room with a door closed lying on the floor oh my god that gives me chills like i well zach is in in, he's in that but i guess at the same time when you date someone like that you're gonna know like hey yeah we might be joined by more people than just me and you and uh, i don't know if you guys are listening and getting annoyed that we keep talking about ghost adventures but you know honestly that's really the only show i want yeah (laughs) when it comes to investigation uh I tried yeah. watching Ghost Hunters, but like I said, it's too. There's a film crew that follows them around, and I find at that the, it's not real enough. Well, no. At the very beginning, I liked Ghost Event or Hunters, but then again, that was kind of like the beginning of all those types of shows. Like, mm-hmm. um, no, I, I mean Paranormal State, which I'm so disappointed because I used to like how they did everything because I think they went to more, um, like, uh, I'm trying to remember. It's a really long time ago. We'll say this. They went to more of like like malicious spirits and yeah. evil spirits, and they actually went to people's homes that had problems. Well, it's like um, I think Ghost Adventures and, and Ghost Hunters are kind of like the Pepsi and Cola of paranormal yeah. investigation, or like the WWE and WCW. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and everything else is you know secondhand. Probably like what paranormal states like the RC Cola. Oh my god, no. <laughs> it's like IBC cream soda. Yeah. No, it's like, I'm talking about cola drink. I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um. <laughs> no, because they were in a different little little category. Because they were paranormal, but they were they did it differently. Then. And I like that psychic guy that they, that medium guy that they would bring on. I think there was a guy. No, who, who was the one that would bring in Lorraine Lauren, Warren? Who was the one that would bring her in? Uh, Ghost Avengers had their son. They never had... Um, no, Paranormal State, I think. I gotta look. Well, she, I think she, they... She alive? No, she died. No. My dad, funny enough, uh, saw her. Yeah. Before. No, the son, uh, he he brought uh, Annabelle to a Ghost Adventures investigation. Oh, my... What? The actual Annabelle. Get out of here. He had a carrier with gloves and a special case. Right? He told Zach not to touch her. Ew. Right? And for whatever reason, in the investigation, Zach touched her leg. He basically he grazed it with his hand. He said that hand actually got infected with something. It doesn't make any sense. Oh wow! They um, Lorraine Lauren did a lot of stuff. I didn't realize well, they're the they, they're the OG paranormal investigators. Yeah. Yeah, they like I said when they came to investigating stuff, they were the OGs. They basically created a trade for a lot of people. 
even when people thought they were crazy and stuff like that. What are you looking at? What show she was on? I think she was on Paranormal State. No. What's that saying? Yeah, the the Warrens. Um, like you, know, you people have seen a little bit from the Hollywood from like you know uh, the movies that they were in. Yeah, it was it was because they Paranormal State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for yeah. Them. Yeah. Now, Ghost of, Ghost Hunters actually hold. I think you think about the top five videos, uh, paranormal videos that people have caught on camera, right? Mm-hmm. Ghost Hunters owns the top three, right? Yeah. I think two of them. But the one I'm thinking about is one of the first episodes I ever saw from them. I think it was an early season, right? Mm-hmm. They were investigating a lighthouse. I don't know which lighthouse it was. I forget what it was. But one of the guys was upstairs in, I guess, like the upper attic or room of the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And it was just a big circle room, empty room. There was a chair next to the door. So the investigator was in there with the, uh, we call it digital recorder. He drags the chair from the center, from the side of the door to the center of the room where he sits there with the digital recorder, tries to catch stuff. Didn't, right? So he leaves. There's a camera in there too, but mm-hmm. aiming at the door mm-hmm. from, the, from the back of the room. So basically you get to see the whole room in the front door where it's aimed at, where the door he came out of. Mm-hmm. So he leaves, right? And as he leaves, you hear him walking down the stairs. And he, as soon as the stairs become faint enough that you know he's downstairs, you see the chair slide from the center of the room back to the side of the door perfectly. Like, all the way to the side. Right? Mm-hmm. Condensation. No, my hand's like losing a weird feeling. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, it slid across the fucking room. Ugh. And I saw that camera. Holy crap! Right? Mm-hmm. And and the Ghost Adventures have their, have their, you know, the famous uh, flying brick. Yeah. From their first ever documentary they ever did. Right? It wasn't even a show yet. It was just them doing a documentary on yeah. the uh, uh, Goldfields Hotel. Right? And they got that flying brick in the basement that people consistently try to debunk. But no, they can't. And one guy said, oh, he did it with string and stuff like that. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. In the direction the brick flew, plus the boards flying at the same time, the boards would have fell on the string that the brick flew on and it would have been like suspended. You would see the boards fall on something and basically just stay there. So, no. It, it can't be a string. Mm. That it was that documentary thing. Yeah. That was like, I guess that's what originally got uh, we call Travel Channel to sign in the first place. Yeah. So, kind of like moving to a different... So, so, we talked a little bit about TV shows. Like actual like paranormal investigators. No, I won't talk about. What? The equipment. Oh, the equipment. Yeah. There's... A lot of equipment out there. Um, everything from a, uh, we call it spirit box, mm-hmm. which essentially is a, um, a radio scanner that skips through stations at a fast pace yeah. to create consistent static so spirits can talk through. Yeah. yeah. Which, in that episode that we talk with, uh, we're not going to actually have the paranormal investigators on the podcast, but we're going to talk to them previously through like DMs and, and comments yeah. and stuff like that, videos, that kind of thing. And we're going to get their perspective. But that is one of the questions that we're going to ask them is like, what equipment is particular to them? Like, what did they what use? What did they use, yeah. Yeah. Of course, there's the uh, good old digital recorder. Mm-hmm. Um, they're high high microphones recorder. They can pick up everything in a room very clearly and very distinctly. Like, if you, like, I did an SPD fart in another room, they could probably pick it up on a digital recorder. Yeah. Uh, you know, something like that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so those are always good for catching EVPs, right? Electro voice phenomenons. Mm-hmm. And stuff that literally can't be picked up with a human ear, right? The frequency is low. Um, there's the, uh, we call it, what's that thing? The phonetic box. It's not a spirit box. I forgot the name of it. It's a box. It literally, it's actually, it's like a, like a speak and spell in a sense that a spirit will push power through it and he'll, and it'll say out words they're trying to say. I forgot right. the name of it. Um, those of us use it every now and then. They used to use it a lot in the early episodes, but not mm-hmm. so much anymore. Yeah. Um, now they've been using, um, the kinetic, uh, camera. That originally Xbox Kinetic. Remember when they used to map out you out and they can, you can see your body when you're playing video games, right? Apparently that technology can also pick up spirits. Wow. Never was intended for that, but it, it started picking up people that weren't there. So ghost hunting crews started using it. Kind of. Have you seen, this is kind of a little bit like, it's not professional or anything, but have you seen those uh, Snapchats where, you know, like the, the, it'll put it on a face like the dog mm-hmm. thing right there's a couple of them where it will pick up faces 
Like, I don't know, ghost faces, I don't know. Yeah, so I've seen, yeah. the, I've seen the memes. Versus like, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> like, it swaps a face with, like, with, with you and you're trying to do it like an action figure or a toy or something. And it swaps with, like, a, a face in the shadow and it puts on your face. Ew, I did not know that one. That yeah. was creepy as hell. Yeah, I remember, so, so I don't know if it's real or not, but what happened is that it swapped, her, swapped the chick's face with whatever was in the shadow. And the face that came on her face was all white with no, like, black eyes and open mouth and black. And she's freaking screamed, like, through the I camera. would, too. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? No, like, I get kind of creeped out. Like, I kind of want to do it, but then I kind of get creeped out. You know, like, that, uh, I think it's a TikTok filter, where, like, it senses, like, the, the heat, the heat, your body's heat. Yeah, infrared. You know, like, infrared, yeah. yeah. Um, but it picks it up, and, like, people are, like, literally seeing things with the infrared filter. So, I don't know. Oh, that's something we could do as, like, a, something on Instagram. Like, test out these little paranormal things in our house. See if anything pops up. Share it on Instagram. See if they work. I kind of, even though, I don't know. Huh. More equipment. Yeah. Infrared camera, right? Uh-huh. Stuff you can see in the dark. Basically, uh, like, a night vision, right? Uh-huh. Most people use, so you can see stuff in the dark, right? You got the heat red or you know body heat detector, which you can use to detect cold spots. Then you got the uh, we call the ultraviolet camera now, which you take pictures with or use to see in that, the different spectrum. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, there's plenty more equipment I can't even think of right now. Yeah, no, there's a lot, and we'll get all extensively into all that stuff once I I'm gonna reach out like when I mean to a bunch of different paranormal investigators, a bunch. There's like. Um, there's a lot of stuff Ghost Adventures have used that, like, once in a while, I'm like, holy crap. You know, they, have, I kinda, they have inventors and electric engineers that bring them stuff every now and then. Yeah. I, 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 I uh, even miss him to Zach Bagans, but I doubt <laughs> he's going to. If he does, that would be freaking awesome, but I, you know, Here's, he's a busy man and probably gets 25,000 DMs a day. And just, just something uh, I just remember right now. Uh, something that we have to let people know mm-hmm. with paranormal investigating, mm-hmm. right? You're not always going to catch stuff when you go to a haunted place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Par- par- paranormal and ghosts, as we've experienced, is, well, at least here anyway, it's not consistent. Oh, no, it's not consistent. It'll happen rapidly for like maybe a month and then disappear for like, nine. Well, here, like, this is a good example is uh, a couple nights ago, mm-hmm. um, the. Like, the paranormal stuff was, like, through the roof. Like, I was hearing voices. I was getting touched. I was hearing my name being called, hearing footsteps. My son was talking to random things. Hmm. Like, um, and every night it's dying down more and more. So, um, even though last night I got freaked out because he was, like, uh, laughing at something and I was like okay nothing's there maybe he's just like imagining you know like kids at that age too can uh what you call it like make imaginary friends and all that stuff you know in their head so I'm thinking oh maybe you know but he was being chased by some like playfully being chased by someone mm-hmm. freaky freaked me out I was like Killian get over here I don't know what's over there but well, it's like the last the places we've lived mm-hmm. right um so, like some of the activity would be really high, and then it would disappear yeah. for like four or five months, and then come back. And it's some, like here, I remember like we had like a whole gap space of like nine months of nothing. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like because like I've said in the first episode, I'm kind of digging more into like my whole sensitivity thing, and some of the stuff, uh, kind of new concepts that I'm kind of learning about myself. I'm like I said, I reached out to somebody who is in the same boat as me, kind of, and we're just kind of exchanging information. I think the deeper I dig, I notice the more... Like, there was one day where we were really talking, like, I was talking to her about all my experiences. We were really digging into deep conversations about stuff, and uh, paranormal activity was really high that night. Mm. So that's what I was... I, I messaged her, and I was like, hey, you know, like, the more and more I talk to you, the creepier the stuff is getting. Uh, I just remember something, too. Um, when you're, for the beginner mm-hmm. paranormal investigator, uh, when you go to a place that's relatively haunted and stuff like that, and you go there, don't take anything home with you. Oh, yeah, that's important. Physically, anything. 
right? Because then you have a haunted object and they're following you specifically home to get that back. Here's another thing, too, and I think it's super important, is I think if you're going to a place at night, you need to know where, like, go in the in the in the daytime and map out like your area know your surrounding like if there's like floorboards that you know are loose that you could get stuck in you know what i mean or or know where exits are in case you have to get out of the house you know what i'm saying because obviously in at nighttime it's 10 times harder to know where you're going. Well, yeah. we're not investigating places that are abandoned or half like falling apart or destroyed or something like that. You're half paranormal investigator, half urban explorer. Yeah. Because sometimes you go to a place that you need to be able to move, maneuver properly without falling through a floor or, um, you know, getting caught on something or you have to climb up somewhere to get to some place that's specifically where you need to go. Um, like a lot of some of the videos I watched, there's actually a, a, paranormal invest, a paranormal investigator group from Russia mm-hmm. who they're like that. They're like half urban explorer, half paranormal investigator. Yeah. So they, they carry bags with them. They're almost like uh, parkour guys, so they can get up for high places that are pretty high. Um, they carry equipment with them that helps them get to places. Oh, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, and I watched a recent video where they investigated this abandoned uh, school mm-hmm. somewhere in Russia. I don't know where it is. Um, and they showed camera footage of them entering an area of room where all these like kids' chairs and stuff were scattered on the floor, upside down. It looked like half were broken. And they come back an hour later to that same room, and all the chairs are neatly put away. The little chairs are in a perfect circle, and they get close, and they hear a little kid laugh in the distance, and they get close to those chairs, and the chairs scatter in all different directions. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I wonder if you you have to get like permission from someone to go into an abandoned building. I know some people. Sometimes they don't ask permission and just go. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, like how you have like trespassing and stuff. Like I know yeah. there's certain certain places that probably allow it, but then they probably do it for like safety reasons because they don't know. Have you ever seen that abandoned? Um, I actually went down the like rabbit hole of of that urban exploring. Yeah, there's a couple of channels that I actually enjoyed. I can't think of the name. Like, there was one guy that would actually, like, um, whatchamacallit, like, urban explorer rivers and stuff, like, like bodies of water. Mm-hmm. And he would go into, like, a scuba thing, and he would go, and he would see what's underwater. And sometimes he would, like, bring certain things up to see what it is. There's another thing, another group that does, I. it's, like, urban exploring mixed with, like, collecting they go and they they like go in the rivers and they collect the stuff but they also explore it too Mm. but there's this one where they went into this i don't know if it was an aquarium a zoo or an old thing but they found like i don't think it was the size of a megalodon but it was a huge shark and it was just in this tank i don't know if it was i think it was dead it was just like stuck in there it was it was I know I was getting a little freaked out by it. Well, I mean, um, I was going to say, before you went off that tangent. Sorry. <laughs> uh, when you're watching stuff on YouTube and videos with mm-hmm. people who claim to be paranormal investigating or even people who are investigating their own home, mm-hmm. you have to be able to watch and see what, if you're watching something that's fake. Yeah. And it's, what do you call it, like video editing and stuff like that have gotten so good. It's getting hard these days. Yeah. Right? Lucia, you can tell by the people and how the camera is angled and how it, it looks. Like if somebody's deliberately pointing the camera in a certain area to look like they're trying to catch something because they're putting something in that image of them trying to catch something because they, they're making an image there. Right? So that's, that's how you tell it's fake. Sometimes when the camera guy gets lucky or the camera's pointing to where he's looking and then something pops and happens without like you paying much close attention to it, most of the time that's real. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, or someone's using their techniques to fake something. But because of so much CGI work and so much stuff like that, it's getting harder to tell it's real or not. So most people are just saying it's all fake. Even though you might have genuinely something real, right? 100% real, unfaked in every single way, someone's going to say it's fake. Yeah. Weird. Which is becoming a problem. Right? Yeah. I, I know it must be frustration for paranormal investigators. The most yeah. they can catch is like EVPs and, and stuff that's happening in the moment. Another thing, too, the people who are wanting want to be scientifically proven, which they're using scientific equipment to prove that exists. And but, they've actually been proven with scientific equipment that measures 
uh, changes in temperature, changes in electromagnetic field, all that stuff. Yeah. And there's also, too, it's not just ghosts. I mean, there's people that are trying to prove mermaids exist or aliens exist or stuff like that, too. But I kind of wanted to touch up to our opinions on... Okay, so you have TV shows, mm-hmm. and it's relatively based on truth. You know, like Ghost Adventures are actually going out there. And they, How do you think Hollywood portrays paranormal situations? Well, they're movies. They got it to hype it up. Like, you watched... What was the dang movie? I can't remember. Yeah, Ed and Lorraine Warren, they go to that person's house. The Conjuring. House. The Conjuring, right? Mm-hmm. How they, they hyped it up. Even The Conjuring 2, right? How they hyped it up. And I guarantee in real life, that stuff happened. Not to that extent. It's yeah. a movie. They have to play everything up to the highest level for entertainment. Yeah. So Lorraine Warren went to that family's house to help that woman with the land re- haunted and whatever like that and dealing with the witch. Guaranteed stuff happened, but not to that extent. Is not that to a the, conjuring? That was a conjuring. I had to rewatch that movie. Yeah. Because... It happened like the, like it was like the eighties or something. Then again. <laughs> I get kind of creeped out, so I, or 70s. I think it was a 70s. I know we saw that in the movie theater together. Yeah, it was the 70s or something. I can't remember the exact year. I think it was the 70s. Took, took place. But basically, the land was uh, the land was cursed by a witch, mm-hmm. right? And the witch possessed the mom, right? And Ed, Ed uh, Warren, being a demonologist, was able to help with the exorcism. Mm-hmm. No, I oh, I got goosebumps. Um, the most intense. Uh, There's footage somewhere of Ed uh, actually performing exorcism. Yeah. As I grow like green, of course, old, but yeah. I think the movie that, like, I don't know. I got, I used to, I got freaked out by the very first couple of movies of Paranormal Activity. I thought that was like, <laughs> that, I think that crossed a line of, well, the first ever kind of like paranormally movie that I ever saw that freaked me the fuck out was Blair Witch. I don't know what it is about like like witches like that. Well yeah. Well it's the first found footage type of movie that made it big, right? Yeah. I mean it I watched it again. I watched it again as an adult. And of course in this day and age where everything is like, you know, you look at like paranormal activity, which is a little bit different. Um it's still found footage style, but it's more to the this time period. Well, found footage style film, it makes people believe it's real or you're in the situation as it's happening. So it's more entertaining. I mean, it can be done poorly. It can be done well, depending on who does it. I forgot what movie it was. It's a paranormal movie. I remember reading about it. But there's apparently a specific frequency that way it makes people nauseous, right? It's like you can do it and it'll make a person not feel well. And they had it in the background of the, the horror movie at different times. So when I heard about that, I don't know or what. It yeah, was. I forgot what movie it was. I don't think it was a huge, huge movie. I think it was like more of like a independent horror film. Yeah, type of thing. Yeah. That sounds like an independent horror film because that's kind of more a little bit more. Is there any paranormal movie that you thought was like just they just took the idea of paranormal and just totally ruined it? Uh, Ghost Encounters. Did you ever see that? No. The first one was alright. Well, excuse me. Holy! Uh, take gas X. That would come on the other side then. Oh god. <laughs> um, yeah. Fireworks in the house might light the house on fire. Ghost encounter, oh, grave encounters. Sorry, not ghost encounters. Grave encounters. Uh, was that like a like a found footage style shot film? Basically, paranormal investigators go to a place that actually is haunted. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we call it to investigation. They find more than they should. Right? It gets really freaky. Like otherworldly kind of style stuff and the, the crew ends up dying and stuff like that except for the main guy who disappears at the end. Yeah. Then he shows up in the second one. You know, spoiler warning. Um, that was like overly done to the top where it was just like you're watching a movie now. Yeah. Right? Um, it's so entertaining but I wouldn't call it a paranormal investigation film. I think um, I one experience I never told, I didn't tell, um, I don't know if I ever told you, but speaking of it, because it just made me think about one thing that freaks me the F out is like if you're, you know, like in certain, I don't know if this ever happens to some, anybody else, but like where you're locked in a room, like you can't open the door, you're trying to get out and you can't open the door. That actually happened to me one time in William Street. Um, that's the same house 
that the box moved down the hall, mm. right? It was a box of encyclopedias. My mom and me were, were uh, moving in. We decided to stay the night there when my sisters and my uh, dad stayed back at the old house. And we, and these are heavy, heavy encyclopedias. And we straight up saw the box shoot down the hallway. And I would say other than maybe Spring Branch, that was the most haunted place that I lived in. Other than when I was younger in the trailers. But another thing was when I had gotten in an argument with my mom. And she went in the room to tell me I was going, I had gone to sleep. She went in there to say, Hey, cut out slamming stuff. I've had enough. And I said, look, I was asleep. I don't know what slamming stuff you heard, but she said she heard slamming stuff in the room. And I lost where I was going with this. I know. I was like, where are you going? <laughs> There's a, what were you talking about? Oh my God. That's a train of thought already. Yeah. No investigations. You feeling ill or something. Really Obviously, it was important enough. You remember? No, 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 it was a good story. Okay, it was. Oh, okay, I got it. Sorry. Okay, so in this bathroom, right when we first moved in, we only lived in this house for about like three years, but it was an old, older house, and we started getting electrical problems where it wasn't a short, but the lights would cut off. And you know what's scary now that I think about almost every single house that I've ever lived in, the bathroom had electrical shorts. It started out not having electrical shorts, and then over time had electrical shorts. I don't know. Creepy coincidence. But, um, so it shut off, and I remember one time the light shut off, and it was at night. So I was trying to get out, and I couldn't get out of that bathroom door. It was, like, stuck. And then I remember my mom tried opening it, and she was like, Megan, what's going on? Let go of the door. Let go of the door. I was like, Mom, I can't see. I can't see. And I'm not pulling on the door. And then it ended up opening. That's where I was going. That's where I was going with it. Sorry, everybody. That house was also the house, too. Um... We, cause it was like, we had a fence and there was like a wooded area and me and a friend of mine, uh, we said there was like urban legends that the house behind us was abandoned and that kids lived there for some reason, like dead kids, like, like paranormal kids. Right. And so I remember one time we were there at the house by ourselves. My dad went to go pick up my mom for work and we said, you know what? We're dumb. We're stupid. We're young. Let's go up to the fence line and call out, right? So we went up to the fence line, right? And we were joking, saying, oh, haha, there's nothing here. There's nothing here. We were calling out, like, oh, kids in the abandoned house, come get us. And we heard little kids running and little kids laughing. Dumb. Yeah, so, yeah, you got to be careful when you start enticing uh, spirits, because... Now, you've never paranormal investigated. No. But I have. Yeah, I've never. Well, technically, you kind of did. Uh, remember when we got that app on our phone that oh, uh, yeah. looks for ghosts and stuff like that? Yeah. It actually works like almost like a... Uh... Dang, I forgot the dang name of the box. Anyway, it basically, a phonetics create, like, creates words that ghosts are trying mm-hmm. to say to you. Uh, and you picked up when you went to the room or this bedroom over here and you asked, who are you? And it said aunt. Yeah. My aunt died. Yeah. 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 Cause I, cause I had asked it in one room. I said, who do I know you? And they, and they said kind of. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I said, and I started list, listing off and they wouldn't say it. And so I went in the bedroom where a lot of stuff happens, you know, a lot of like voices and footsteps and all that stuff. So I went in there and I said, hey, I don't know who this is. Can you give me like a name or who are you to me or whatever? And it popped up. Aunt. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. And then, too, there was even stuff connected to my grandpa that came up one time. Yeah. Like significant that. stuff that like, yeah, is weird. Now, the one time I did was in my attention, right? Kind of mm-hmm. my accident. Um, it was a post-Halloween party. Mm-hmm. It was like day after Halloween. Um, me and uh, my brother and our friend who had a band at the time were practicing at his place. 
and his sister, who was a couple years younger, um, had all her friends over who were, I was a graduate of high school a couple years already, had all of her friends over, which were high school kids, like junior, senior year, whatever. And it was basically a post-Halloween party, and they're all hanging out because this house that he was practicing at is out in the boonies, so you know his friends, they could play music loud as they want, they could drink, obviously, and stuff like that, no problem. So that was going on while we were practicing. A few of the guys that were invited to the party came over because they heard the music, started talking to us. They knew me, because everybody knew me in that small little town. And they were like, oh, hey, what's going on, stuff like that, and we're talking, and they were saying that um, Alyssa, which is one of the girls that were friends with his sister, uh, wants to go uh, investigate, parallel investigate this house that she says is haunted from across from hers, right? Mm-hmm. I knew Alyssa a little bit because she was also a fellow rocker and she liked, liked the music, so came a casual queens in a mm-hmm. sense. Anyway, um, I think Chris and Gabe stayed behind when I was like, I want to go check it out, yeah. right? Gabe's like, oh, I miss with that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds <laughs> like him. Um, so we, I think I, I think I rode with one of them in their car or something like that, and um. I knew a few of the kids there, too. Uh, we all drove over there, and it was this old abandoned house, right? Um, not locked or anything, right? The inside was kind of, like, falling apart almost, but still stable enough. Yeah. What was weird is that the first, when we drove up there, everyone was kind of standing outside, and as I was walking towards the house, pitch black out there, mind you, and moonlight, so we had for light. Uh, it looked like a uh, orb flew over the house. Okay. I thought it was a shooting star, but it was so close, it didn't make any sense. Hmm. First word, right? All these kids. Oh, wait, wait. Real quick, yeah. this is the same town that right? grew up in. you grew up in, which is the same where the the ranches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just so people know too that where this house same. was was out in the boonies because she lived out in the boonies. It was like across from her, uh, so about a good like five hundred yards away from her house, but she could still see it. She says the lights would come on at night. And there's no electricity in that place. Yeah. Um. So we went in. Actually, sorry, I didn't go in first. The group of kids that were there, a good 20 of them, were all huddled together as they slowly made their way towards the house. Now, I didn't know a few of the other guys already went into the house and were hiding. Oh, my God. So when the group of kids got to the front door and started piling in, they jumped out of the closet and scared shit all of them. <laughs> and they didn't go back in there. Of course, I went in there because I wanted to see what was going on. Um, never mind. Um, I wanted to see what was going on, so I went in. Nothing going on. It's like there's an old fridge or some stove stuff, a bunch of shit scattered on the floor. We went upstairs to the attic area where they said that most of the stuff happened, right? Mm. Supposed the story is uh, father killed his kids in the attic. Ew. That was a story. When in reality, it might have been something less, less yeah. macabre. Yeah. Um, but there were pictures and newspapers scattered all over the floor in the attic. Pictures of family members, newspapers from like 1970s and stuff like that. Oh my gosh. Just all scattered over the floor in the attic. I took a picture of my phone, um, and this was, like, the early iPhone 3. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it looked like I caught some orbs. I think that's about what the, the, the most I caught. Mm. Um, and a few of the guys took pictures home with him. You know, dumb. And uh, they didn't tell me they got any, like hauntings at their place or anything like that when they took the stuff home, but I thought it was a bad idea, but they didn't listen. Ugh. Um, yeah, I think that's about we got our prayer investigations for this episode, because this is yeah. part one, and then part, part two one. is going to be after we actually talk to people. Yeah, so we're going to, I'm literally going to scour the internet and try and find every paranormal investigation team I can to compile um, a great episode for you guys to give you guys the best tips on if you guys start out, what you need to watch for, yeah. you know, the dangers of it, the pros and cons of and it. Some, and hopefully some stories. And some crazy stories too, I hope. Yeah. And, uh, cause I know just following us, we've got some people that paranormal investigate in the UK, some that do in like the New England area in the United States. So. No, I know you, we usually wait to the end of the episode to draw for the next one, but we actually did it, uh, off the air or something. So, yeah, we yeah we did it. Because um, we want to know the next few episodes in, in advance so we can probably research a little bit. Um, so so next, in this list of three episodes that you guys have gotten, this next one's going to be... Ouija boards. No. What? It's time to be Ouija boards. What? Nightmares and dreams. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we changed it. <laughs> we didn't ch- okay. Okay. Hold on. What are you talking about?
So the next episode is going to be... Nightmare and Dreams. Nightmare and Dreams. So I... Ooh. I got some nightmares to tell you. Yeah, so do I. Because the paranormal, believe me, it has a lot... It affects most people's dreams and nightmares. And a lot of people talk about when they have hauntings that they talk well, he, about. Well, here's a nightmares crazy they have. idea that I, I... Not idea, but I, something I saw. Paranormal investigation or investigators have backed this up. Um, I'm going to see if I can find the actual place that it states this so I can share it with you guys on Instagram. But they say that you cannot dream about people that you've never seen. So nine times out of ten, if you dream someone's face that you've never seen, it's because it's a ghost that stares at you while you sleep. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mind blown. Plus I have I have a couple dreams that I've shared with a couple different mediums and they actually think it's demonic dreams. Because I have where I can talk to hey, you. Sorry. Save it for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it'll be pretty intense. So and if you're listening to it, because we listen three episodes in a row, just you know, wait to the next next one. It's, you should just click on to the next episode altogether. And we'll catch you weirdos in the next one. Yep. Stay spooky. Later.